The contents of this podcast are provided for general information and educational purposes only and do not constitute investment, accounting, legal, tax or other professional advice. Welcome to the Money Magnet Podcast, helping you attract and keep a fortune that counts with co-hosts self-made money magnet Steve McKnight and esteemed journalist Rowan Wen. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Money Magnet Podcast, where two mates dun, talk dun, 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 money. Dun, 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 <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Dun, dun, dun. Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> it's the Mission Impossible episode. Okay, you're making this podcast impossible by behaving like that. <laughs> Can you please stop singing? Dun, dun, dun. We've talked about this before. You don't get to sing. Dun, dun, dun. Right? I'll, I'll put a track on. Dun, dun. I will do one if you agreed to stop singing. Okay, okay I promise. Not this app, but another app. Anyway, sorry, listeners. Steve's obviously having one of those days, which is fine. <laughs> Two mates talking about money and talking about him not singing is what the podcast is about today. <laughs> now, Steve. Someone say chocolate. Today, we're talking about trying to achieve the impossible. What looks impossible at first glance. Is that mm, fair enough? That's right, Rowan. Hi, everyone. You've just shared off air that you've seen the latest Mission Impossible movie. Go and see it or wait for video or streaming or whatever it comes out. Oh, gee. Look, if you've got the money, probably worth seeing it at the cinema because it's quite big and spectacular looking. I mean, the script is, you know, it's like every one of those episodes. They're very- Tom very, Cruise saves the day, I'm guessing. Yeah, of course. He's the hero. Who would have thought, right? But also just, actually, I can tell you quickly, they actually shoot the sequences first and plan the sequences and then write a script around the stunts, huh. right? And that's why this one's a two-parter because they did too many stunts to fit in the one movie. So they've actually made this Rogue Nation, I think it's called, or Rogue something or other. This is part one. So presumably there's a part two coming up, which has already been shot. And I think it was held back by the pandemic or whatever. But look, if you can stand Tom Cruise, which you know I can in small doses, it's worth seeing. All right. Thanks. Well, that, folks, we're out of time now after Rob's <laughs> given us that. Dude, you waste the time seeing. Now get back to the damn script and let's do the podcast. long movie review, but... Uh, we're doing the wrong podcast. There we go. I don't know if I'm going to see it or not. I'm still none the wiser. Okay, but... Mission Impossible when it comes to money in your book. Let's focus. Radio, focus, focus. Yep. Come on, Rain Man, focus. All right, in the last episode... God, I've been called Rain Man now. Okay. In the last episode, we briefly talked about how you can change the variables, right? Yep. You remember that, right? And the task ahead often seems too big for people, and so they have to do that. So in this episode, we want to beef up or tofu up that discussion a little bit more. So let's talk about variables. The biggest variable in your life was the decision to go and buy 130 properties. That's a big number of properties. What mm. was going on? 130 properties in three and a half years. But that was to lead us to an outcome. And that outcome was- But that's a mission impossible right there. Most people would look at that and go, that's crazy talk. Well, we didn't know how to do it and we'd never met anyone who'd done it. But the 130 properties in three and a half years was really a byproduct of trying to get to an outcome. And that outcome was 250 grand a year in passive income by 9th of May, 2004, which was my 32nd birthday. Birthday, right. Okay. So we went and said, we want to achieve this goal and then said the passive income goal. And then we said, how do we do it? Right? Yep. And then it was like, well, we're going to buy positive cash flow property. If the average positive cash flow property gives us this much per week in positive cash flow, how many properties do we need to buy? And then the answer was, well, 130. And we had a time frame, 9 May 2004. So we had to get it done in three and a half years. Go. Bang. Just like that. It has to happen. So what did you put together? What was the strategy? Well, I remember sitting at the kitchen table in the unit we were renting in Box Hill South and Dave came over and we did the numbers and we went, right, we need to go and do this. And so we started to think, how are we going to put this together? The team, the plan, the strategy, the timing. And then, of course, we needed a fair degree of luck as well. And that luck came from property prices 
going up and up and up. So sometimes it's good to shoot for the moon, Steve. <laughs> nicely done, Which brings right. me back to the book, see, because we have to focus nicely, on the book. Nicely focus, done. focus, right? Now, of course, the moon mission was incredibly world-changing, really, wasn't it? Hmm. You know, But it wasn't easy. No. And in fact, Kennedy said, we do all these things not because they're easy because they should be done or something like that, didn't he? It was all good except for the accent. I well, do the accents on this book. Okay, keep going. Just on that, so it was eight years from the announcement to when they landed on the moon. And I don't know how much money and how many people were involved. I'm guessing lots and lots. But the point is, if you go from an idea to an accomplishment or an action to an accomplishment, you can do it if you give yourself enough time and enough resources. So how do you climb that ladder? And you talk about that in the book, don't you? I talk about this notion of where you are right now is the bottom rung of the ladder and where you want to get to is the top rung of the ladder. Mm -hmm. And there's probably going to be a big distance between the two. 130 properties in three and a half years is a massive distance. That's a big ladder. Well, a massive difference between now and then, right? Yeah. So then you have to find rungs along the way to help you to climb the ladder. Otherwise, you can't climb from the bottom to the top. And how do you bridge that gap? How do you do it? Well, if we take what we learned from a previous episode about what the shortfall is in the amount of savings and capital you've got, you've got two approaches to try and bridge that gap. You've got what I call the linear approach or mm. the half-life third value approach. Okay. Well, we need to explain those terms to the folk at home. Let's start with linear. What do you mean? Yep. Well, if you can turn to page 93 of the book, folks, you'll see an example right there. But in essence, it's pretty simple. You divide the capital and saving shortfall is one thing. That's the amount of the shortfall, the right. dollar amount. How much more you need, yeah? Accumulate, yeah. Got it, yep. So if you were say, I'm a million bucks short and I've got 10 years to go, you would do a million bucks divided by 10 years. So every year, I need 100 grand. Okay. Nice and simple. Got it. That makes perfect sense. Which is why it's linear. So what's the half-life third value? Yeah, it sounds like a mouthful, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. And so this came from a guy who used to work for me when I had the results mentoring program called Brendan Kelly. Oh, yeah. And Brendan was a maths teacher. And right. so he said, well, Steve, this linear approach isn't actually necessarily lifelike because people will make small progress at the beginning and more progress as they've got momentum. That's true. You see that happen, don't you? Towards the end. Yeah. So he said, what we'll do is we'll divide the time by two and the amount by three until you can get it down to approximately one year. All right. Break that down for me, please. Let's keep the numbers the same, a million bucks in 10 years. Yep. So if you divide 10 by two, you get... Five, five, obviously. And then if you take a million and divide it by three, you get roughly- a third, three, three, three. Yep, three, yep. three, 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 four, zero is the dollar amount. Okay. But that's still five years. And so what we do is to try and get it down to one year, we halve it again from five to two and a half. Yep. And we take a third of three, 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 forty, which is $111,110. Lots of ones there. But it's still two and a half years. So we divide it again, which will get us to one and a quarter years. Which is 37,040 bucks. Who would have guessed you can do the math so quick? I'm reading the script. But it's also <laughs> in the book. And this is what I'd say to the people. Buy the book and have a look because the numbers are there and they help you out. Exactly. So under this approach, you need less at the start, but more at the end. But it becomes more realistic because you ask yourself, right, in one and a quarter years, how do I go about investing so I can accumulate an extra $37,040? So what you're actually doing is making the impossible possible by breaking it down and exactly. making it doable or seem doable. And that's the answer to that saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you buy 130 properties in three and a half years? One deal at a time. And you build the momentum and then the opportunities find you as you scale up. Makes perfect sense. Hmm. 
All right. Is there a final comment that you'd like to make before we wrap this one up, mate? Well, if accumulating a million dollars in 10 years was easy, more people would do it. Correct. So don't think that this example we're giving you right now and you look at it and go, I could never do that. Well, how many people do you know who've accumulated a million bucks in 10 years? Most people don't accumulate a million bucks over their whole life. Mm. So just because it's hard doesn't mean it can't be done. And indeed, you should expect a stretch. You want to be able to do something that doesn't feel easy or comfortable for you to do. But if it's a must rather than a maybe, you'll find a way or you'll make a way if you've got that compelling reason. Yeah. And the trick is to decide what needs to be done and then go and do it. Yeah. Mm, exactly. It's actually quite simple when you think about it. Otherwise, you're always solving the problem of the day and that's as much as you'll grow. You'll only grow by the size of the problem you encounter that day. The third point, Ro, is I'd say, don't think, can I? Mm-hmm. Like you need permission, you can either do it or not do it. Think, how can I do it? Yeah. And then remember that you can also change the variables like we spoke about in the last episode. If the goal seems too big, well, then reduce the goal and maybe you get silver rather than gold. Better to do that than to not try at all. Just get dirt. Don't want that. So is there a final comment, mate? Yes. There's a great summary and some excellent takeaways on page 102 of the book. So I would definitely commend that to people to have a quick scan of that. And to that list that I put there, I'd also make this comment that you can always make a start and change course along the way. That mission to the moon didn't just launch from Earth and land on the target. There are a couple of tweaks needed, and it's likely that as you go along your journey, as life happens, you're going to need to make some tweaks as well. Remember, from 0 to 130 properties was one deal at a time, and a lot of life happened along the way, which meant that there were some twists and turns. But you had the direction and you knew where you were going, right? The compelling reason was the driver, although the circumstances changed along the way. So make a plan and then just do it. Make that plan. Steve, thank you for your time, mate. I'll see you at the next step. I'm going to go and do some singing. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Money Magnet podcast. If you have questions or would like to provide feedback, then please send an email to podcast at moneymagnet.au.